is Jennifer at No Label Brewery, and you're listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show with John Denman. Come out to No Label seven days a week and join us for some badass beers on tap. Don't forget to visit our website at nolabelbrew.com for all events happening at our brewery. Hope to see you soon. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, John Denman. John Denman. Hi, welcome to Drink of Ages Radio Show on ESPN 97.5. I'm John Denman, your host, DJ Muskratch, the producer over here, plus the guy that's spinning all the, if you can hear in the background right now, just uh, the beautiful funk music going on. And uh, I want to welcome everybody to, to Drink of Ages Pub. How you Sitting doing? over here drinking beer, 1005 Wall Drive over in the Montrose area. Uh, got a fun little event going on. Pretty John's interesting thing. Birthday. It it is it John's is my birthday. birthday. Happy yeah. birthday! Thank you very much. Cheers! 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 Uh, well, let's just voice. introduce everybody that's here. So we have Sam Wright from Man Who Needs No Introduction. Yeah, no, it's, it's radio, so everybody just. <laughs> but we got Sam Wright. We're just, gonna, we're just gloss over it. <laughs> no, you got it. You got it. Doing well. Our good friends up there on the north side, up in Conroe, uh, Southern Star Brewing Company. And then if you just head east, not too far from there, you end up in Porter over yeah. at Backview, and Bobby Harl is hanging out. Yeah, man. Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's good to be back. It's been a while since I've been on the show. Last time we did this, we had Gunner with us, so it's been a little while. That has been a long time. It's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. Wait, we, we did that over at Onion Creek, right? Yeah. That, that's right. That was a little. That was a little. That was a little different. We we tried something new, and Gunner's a rad dude, so it was fun. We had a good time. Yeah, but it's, we, been, it's been a minute. And then that's when I tried Topo Chico tequila and lime, and decided that there that's going to be very my adamant gentleman whoa. who saw that drink. we should have that. Uh, he came over in the break. It was like, "Have you ever had out? this?" And we said, "No." And he goes, "You're going to have one now." And we were like, "Whoa, just calm down, dude. This and is a beer did. show." And uh, he had nothing to say about that. He was just like, no, no, you had to have this. It's going to change your world. It, I mean, it was, it was good. It wasn't it was beer, really but good. it was good. Yeah, it was refreshing. And um, I've had several since then. I don't doubt that. It, it was tasty. So if it's you're, just if you're, tequila, Topo Chico, and lime? That's it. it, it I mean, it's, it's simple. Huh. Uh, I mean, you, you know, you know, a little bit of mineral water. See, I, being a, It almost being seems a, like it'd be good for you. I mean, you get, I think most you get important good. carbon dioxide and water and lime. To, so vitamin know, C? That's vitamin C. Yeah. You don't get scurvy. The healing powers of tequila? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay away from so. that old scurvy. <laughs> See, I'm a gin and tonic person. I mean, know? he doesn't like have scurvy, sure does he? He keeps, he keeps those uh, mosquitoes away. Uh, I heard a pretty good. Uh, is apparently, does Tobo the, Chico have quinine in it? No, no, that's the problem. No? That's why I stick gin and tonics if I'm going okay. liquor. Because, you know, it, my rationale is, well, this is cool because, like, it's Houston, and I don't want the Zika, right? Like, it's, it's important to stay away from the Zika virus. No, well, I think it's important to stay away from Zika if you're – I think it's only for pregnant women, and that was, like, it's like a four-month scare, and then I've just heard like about the rest Zika of them, and, like – It just kind of goes away. Yeah, it's just 
like Ebola from a couple years ago. It was Sam, real you're big. Kill, you're killing my gin and tonic love. I was I'm, just trying I'm to sorry, rationalize I, I it. I was just trying to give myself a rational rationalization, which is I the mean, best kind of rationalization. You don't have you malaria, have. so you're. I, it seems to be working, as you. far as I can tell. But keep in mind, like I grew up in the time when you know, like as as you guys did, when that fog machine, that guy would like roll down the street, you just like get behind him on your bike, like oh this is awesome, like you know it's like I'm riding. They in fog. still do that. <laughs> they they do. I, I hope kids still do that. It helps their immune system. It gives them super question mark asterisk. We don't know. Yeah, just just hold your breath at three in the morning when they <laughs> swing by your neighborhood. That's all good for you, right? I think Who so. needs immunizations if you're going right behind a should, should be human enough right, to keep right. that Anti- keep that down and out of the lungs. Yeah, yeah it should be good. This should be good. It's it's. I, I mean, there. I'm still here. Yeah. So and you that, have fewer mosquito bites than you would I otherwise. Do, I do. So and I'm, I'm pale as shit, so they should love it. me. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I always just try to like stick to a lot of beer, and they land on me and just kind of fall off. Well, it's a it's definitely. A, a nice little fun night up here. One of the cool things that you know we're also doing is with all the Daisy Chain beers. Daisy Chain, yeah, we got to talk about the Daisy Chain. Daisy Chain is going. Daisy we, Chain is a pretty awesome project. It is. It is a pretty, pretty, really amazing project that um, you know it, it can kind of slip through, slip by uh, through the scene because you know it's, oh, it's just good beers. But then when you break it yeah. down exactly yeah. what's happening, you know the, the whole purpose of this, it's really kind of kick ass. There's nothing else like it. No, as far as yeah, not that I know of. And you know, Sam really, Sam was the uh, the spearhead of this after Harvey, which I think uh, really worked out pretty well. We did, yeah. Here we have we have four J's here this evidence. evening. What's up? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> That's Jennifer with four J's. So you know, we have we, we, there's a lot of people up in that up in this house. Oh goodness! And here's Lindley Todd, Miss Lindley. Lindley Todd, you need to come say hello. Hello. That was very low, Lindley. That was very low. You have to be like DJ Muskrat can bring that up, but it's that's that's rough. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. She's she's actually very uh, vivacious. Uh, I would say in general, it, yeah. in person, the, the yes, vivacious is de- is generally good. Uh, but apparently, when she goes to uh, the microphone, she gets very scared. She has she has <laughs> microphone envy. The robot penis scares Lindley Todd. I'm going to say that publicly. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, I can understand that. I. I'm generally kind of nervous with a microphone in my face, and I just eventually the handful of beers I've had help, but you just kind of you're just talking with dudes. You're not. You're talking, yeah. If you just well, I mean, typically, typically on a lot of shows, what happens is we have our discussion, and then we go to break, and then we have amazing conversations. And then turn the mics back on. It's it's time to go back to the show. Okay, so let's talk more about mosquito repellents at work (laughs) and. Yeah, yeah, all the all the good conversations happen when we're actually not recording. I just try to imagine John naked. It helps for some reason. I don't know. It does. Do what? It does. Even when I'm not on this radio show, it just seems to help me calm down. I don't know what it's about. It's very strange. Yeah, well, let's take a Bobby. You're out of beer. I'm close yeah, enough. I am. So let's take a break. When we get back. We'll actually get into this whole daisy chain thing. Good idea. And uh, talk about some of the beers that we have on tap. All right, sounds good. All right, Drink of Ages, be right back.
Wild West Brewfest is happening again next month, April 26th and 27th. And this is the number one beer fest in North America, three years running. And if you, if you haven't been out there, then you need to come find out why. They have an amazing selection of beer, entertainment, and just a lot of fun stuff happening. Cool thing this year is there's going to be a wine grotto. So, you know, if you want to drink some wine, you can do that. The launch party, which happens on April 26th, if you can make it out there, get a hotel. You can stay right there where the festival is happening. Spend the night, go to the launch party, then go enjoy all the fun on Saturday, the big beer fest. And then there's an after party with Bart Crow playing. The high octane zone is, man, nothing but good high ABV beers. And there's so much more going on. 100% of net profits from this festival are given away to local charities. And so far, over $700,000 have been donated. So check out Wild West Brew Fest and, uh, man, look them up online and get your tickets. Our friends out in Katy, Texas, over at No Label Brewing, have a new beer out for you to try. It is Passion for Humanity. This is a Berliner Weiss with passion fruit, 3.6% ABV. So this is one that you can sit back and drink on all day long. Known as real champagne of beers, this Weed Ale features a deliciously tart and fruity flavor with an effervescent and crisp palate and a cracker sweet finish. The addition of the passion fruit mimics the old tradition of adding fruit syrup to a syrup pint, giving it a pleasantly juicy aroma and taste of a perfect complement the base style. Dangerously drinkable, go get you a six-pack or find it on tap. Passion for Humanity from No Label Brew. We are back. You are listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show. DJ Muskratch over here, producer. Looking good, man. Always sporting a nice little Adidas jacket. Looking good. Yeah. It's important. John Denman, your host this evening. Bobby Harrell from Backview. That's me. Sam Wright, Southern Star. Couple pretty kick ass breweries. And uh, Northern folk. The Northern, on the Northern side. A lot of people like to call Loco. it Canada. But it's, it's, you know, South Dallas. But it's not that far up there. <laughs> oh, don't don't mention the, the D word. I'd much prefer to be associated with Canada. <laughs> South Oklahoma. Is that That's, yeah, I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Oklahoma's but okay. It's uh, it's okay. It's okay. I, of all places, I mean, that's I was talking, you know, like, like, I remember as a kid, and people for some reason I saw it all the time. Like people had like Virginia license plates, and it'd be like <laughs> Virginia's for lovers. And I was going, well, what was that? Till I got older, and I still don't really understand it. It, it makes no sense. It doesn't really make sense. But when, uh, you're, when you're getting frisky, you don't go. You know where I need to be. Virginia. Virginia. Hold on, hold on. Well, yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's to drive to Richmond. <laughs> yeah. Or Roanoke. Now, now I'm ready. Now, now, I'm ready. now, yeah. now the mood is set. So, as it were. But I mean, have you been to Virginia? No, it I is haven't. pretty. Yeah, I'd like to go. I, I yeah. spent a. I think it was a night. I don't think it was two nights. In Shenandoah, really pretty, really pretty area. The cabin was not uh, heated though. And this Houston boy almost yeah, be problematic. It got down to like amazed. 45 at night oh, in yeah, the mountains. It, I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> you can ask my wife. I all all <laughs> night about how cold it was. Man, and I, I I did seriously. I did not stop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 45. 45 is cold. I mean, but it depends on what you're doing. Well, yeah, I wasn't I mean, prepared for mountain weather because. 
we're, we're on our way to DC for a wedding. Uh, and so it was like I had a suit for the wedding or whatever I was going to wear for the wedding. And it was in summer. So I was in yeah, cargo shorts and a bunch <laughs> of short sleeve T-shirts. And yeah. I'm set. And so point of contention in the Houston area that I found out. So I wear jeans all year long. Just what I do. Apparently that is appalling to many people. Uh, in fact, many people in the Houston area are the exact opposite. They will not put on long pants. So I, what is that? I see John's in, John's in shorts. I'm not in shorts right now. DJ Muskrat's in shorts. I can't see. No, his pants. I, I paid attention to the weather. I would be in shorts if it were a little bit warmer. So what is the threshold, gentlemen? It has to be really cold, like really cold. For uh, pretty much, I can be walking out, uh, and I would go from shorts to snowboard pants. Okay. Uh, so you're uh, saying you run Colorado. hot below the belt line? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's See, a I, rumor, anyway. <laughs> We're going to keep that going. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm more of a flip-flop. Yes. I can wear flip-flops all Houston winter. Okay. They just kind of go numb, and but not painful. Okay. But eventually it gets probably under 40, I need pants. Okay. But, you know, most of Houston, you're not, you know, I'm not like... You don't walk anywhere. No, you're either you're you're walking from a building a to car. your car, yeah. and then you turn on the heat. Yeah. So I mean, even what uh, last week or whenever it was when it dropped down in the 30s. Yeah, yeah. I had a hoodie. Yeah. I put a hoodie on, but I still wore yeah. shorts. So I just I threw my jacket in the car just so I was ready, but now we don't. I mean, so I'm winter's not serious. The, I'm, surra- I'm, sur- I'm surrounded by shorts people. Well, I will say this: heading we are going to Montana. Uh, I I will wear pants probably because it's going to be in the very it. low single digits at night. So yeah. like thirty five or so. That's so, how cold it gets, right? Uh, <laughs> no, single digit, yeah. I'm with you. Oh, I'm I'm, a, I'm I don't a, I don't deal with those to, temperatures. Yeah, initially when we were looking, it was going to be like the highs were going to be in the teens and the lows were in the very low single. But now it's like going to be forty degrees and maybe like nine. It's like so eh, it's getting close to shorts that's weather. That's shorts weather. Yeah, that's shorts weather. Are you yep. sure you're not from Canada? <laughs> <laughs> just below. So wait, who gives you hell about wearing jeans in summer? Oh, I mean, just generally speaking, I mean, you know, most Houstonians, I, I would say, venture to guess on the on the, on the shorts weather, and I can understand why. I do get it. <coughs> but usually, the problem is, I'm either in I'm either in jeans or I'm wearing a kilt. And I mean, shorts are just a weird middleman between full airflow and no airflow, and so I just oh, cut man. that middleman out. So if I'm not in if I'm not in jeans, I'm usually in a kilt, and that that is liberating in the summer. Well, yeah, liberating. You get the breeze. I I bet most Matt, of people get, who give you hell about wearing jeans in summer are jealous because I like once it gets above about seventy. I just burn up if I'm wearing jeans. I'm. If it gets above I'm 70, naturally I'm endowed with a natural trucks. jacket. So, like, John's ready for a slip and slide all the time. He's never yeah. gonna pass you that be ready. Yet. Yes, you do because you don't see him that often anymore. I thought about doing an event here where we had a slip and slide, like a big giant one, and just like out the, the parking front door? lot. Yeah, well, we do it in the parking lot and have like a big slip and slide uh, out there and like uh, had it. I think it was my wife was like, "Man, it's just a bad, it's a bad idea on concrete." <laughs> See, I, I think what I would love I mean, to do. You at the can brewery, cover concrete with stuff. I think we do an stuff. adult like summer camp at the brewery where we do like you know capture the flag, slip and slide. I think that would be excellent. We, and with like like the crazy neon like 
90s shirts with, you know, I think that'd be fantastic. We're working on it. Is it colors? Do they chain. still make those? Is Rodney here? Rodney's around. They oh, make them. Oh, he'll find them. Yeah. If they, they, if they don't do make them, they're about to. I mean, they were. They didn't last very long, but <laughs> hey, for one event, you don't need them to. We hold you in our heart. And when we think about you, it makes me want to fart. <laughs> Thanks for helping with the sound effects, DJ Muskrat. Yeah, I'm Way sorry. To walk away. He, he, he walked off. But anyway, so so let's talk about Daisy Chain because I think it's really important because we're we're technically we're having a Daisy Chain event on John's birthday tonight. Happy birthday, John! By the way, thank Every you. Happy birthday! Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's um, it's been a lot of times around the sun. Yeah, yeah, it's been a good time. But I, let's let Sam introduce it because Sam is the founder, the creator of this, both from the inception last year and what, what, why we did it again. So, Sam, yeah, let's talk about Daisy Chain. It's an idea you came up with. What, what were you doing where you just, it's like, hey, I have an idea and I'm going to pitch it to all the breweries? Um, it was something I'd been kicking around, I guess it was 2017, just because there's a handful of breweries around town that we give yeast to. And, you know, it, it, that's kind of a not very well-known tradition of brewers to share yeast. I think, like, the Trappist, there's six Trappist breweries, and four of them use the same brewery's yeast. So it's just kind of a, you know, sharing to show the community um, aspect of brewing and... I could never quite think of how it would all work, how it would all come together, and how it wouldn't just collapse and have whatever brewery, you know, if, if I infect my yeast and I give it to Bobby, right, rightfully, he'd be pissed off at me forever. Like, maybe, I don't know. I'm, infection based issues. He holds grudges. In, 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 in of course, fact, as you I could, would imagine, infection based issues, things like that, because it would be. You know, as you as you would imagine, consumers these days with so many options, you get one bad batch. It makes you very and negative, I, and right? Then so there's a lot of risk beer, to doing right. this. So the amount of trust you place in somebody when you're taking their yeast, because that you're also taking all their potential contaminants, is huge. So where does it fall in line to say this is a great idea? Well, not only let's back you. it up just a little bit, and just because you know a lot of people might be driving around right now, just listening. That uh, like, why is yeast? Well, bear, as simple as it is, why is yeast important in brewing? Uh, so you don't have, really, you don't have alcohol without yeast. Beer, wine, spirits, whatever. Uh, yeast is introduced, what brewers make is is wort. It's sugar water with hops or whatever flavors are added. Yeast is what you add to ferment the alcohol, and it contributes flavors, CO2, carbonation for your beer, um, wort doesn't taste that good. Beer is delicious. Wort, wort tastes pretty and good. It's, it's sugar water. Though. I don't like wort. You don't like I'll wort? I'll be honest. It smells great. It smells really good, but it's actually, if you make a stout, add it to some coffee, and oh. that is delicious. But, like, I, I'm not going to sit here and drink a cup of wort. No, no, you don't drink but, a cup of wort. No, no. But, you know, yeast, yeast ferments it, and I don't know what... I can speak from my experience. We reuse yeast probably up to 15 times. You get one batch once it's finished fermenting. The yeast falls to the bottom of the tank. And you pitch it into another one, um, and you keep going. So that was kind of my – that was the motivation behind the daisy chain was just to see, you know, 
partly to see how many breweries could make a good beer using one strain of yeast and also kind of push push the brewers who are involved to really trust you know you got to trust the people you're getting your yeast from but i think to also push themselves to make sure that they were doing a good job and you know i i don't know of anybody who's actively trying to do a bad job but you know just to make sure because if i'm doing this i want to make sure i take care of the other brewers and i'm not gonna i'm gonna i want to take care of everybody so i'm gonna do it the right way, I guess, if that... You no, know, it's, it's an important aspect, so we're, we're, we don't want to get too technical on the radio, I would say, but there is a lot... Let's just say that there's a lot of debate in the brewing world, uh, whether or not listeners care. Uh, we'll just kind of clue you in onto what Sam and I... This is what, this is what Sam and I think about. Sam has kids, so he thinks about a lot of things. Me, I, I think about fewer Actually, things. I don't think a lot about a lot of things. Um, I just focus on... Um, but basically, so the other, from the perspective but. of yeast, there are there are a lot of theories as to how many times you can use them, uh, what vi- viability is. You probably have heard that term, um, it, 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 it gets it gets a little fuzzy. But the most interesting thing to me is that the bigger issue is how much other nasty junk do you have with your yeast slurry? Right. And I think that really ends up dictating whether or not you can continue to use them like on and on and on. And that's why the daisy chain is so unique because. When you think about, like, say you go, so Southern, so Southern Star, they gave me yeast. So Southern Star has been using their tanks for whatever beer they've been brewing over and over and over again. So they clean all the pores, they clean all the gaskets, they clean this, they clean this, they clean it this way, they clean it that way. And they give it to me and I do this, whatever I do my way. Well, then I give it to somebody else and they do it their way. I gave it to Brad Savelli and Copperhead. And so you can imagine as people care more or less or just do different things, how there could be little hidey holes. Keep in mind, these, these little dudes are on the order of you know two to five microns in diameter. Um, they can hide there. And so as you go on, that, that overall mass, this weird soft-serve ice cream-looking mass of things that are single-celled organisms that, that keep in mind, as brewers, we make yeast food, yeast eat that yeast food they piss ethanol and fart co2 that's what we do that's life that's what we do um you know we continue to give that on to think that hey this next guy is going to get the same kind of stuff that's going to pee the same ethanol and fart the same co2 and give the same off flavors but but historically we know that that's not true because other stuff comes into it so it's quite awesome i mean it's really really cool to think about how awesome how right we are and it's almost testing it's like a stress test on the houston beer market because when you look at it, you have national brands, you have local brands, like you have Texas brands, and you have Houston-specific brands, and that's where we kind of come in with Daisy Chain. How good are we as 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 uh, Houston local brands? Because we should have no off flavors, we should have right pitch caps, we should have all normal. Sh- besides what the brewers think they're going to make in their beer, if you don't, that means you that either the guy before you sucked or the guy after you has sucked, and we're not trying to point that out. But it means that it's a challenge. So you yeah. want to be part of this, you're putting your cards down saying, I'm going to do awesome. I'm going to do it, and, it's and very I trust. Cool. It's very, very cool. Ahead and behind me. Yeah. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. So you got to, with the people who are part of it, say, I can do it. And the people who are not part of it, it doesn't mean they don't say they can do it, but it's a particular challenge. It's, it's not easy to do that because there's so many room, there is a lot of room for error between transportation, harvest, everything that you can quickly end up in yourself where you're like, I either mess this up for the next guy, even though mine kind of turned out okay, or they're like, man, mine kind of sucked. 
um, you know, they, you know, you start to blame the next the guy before you or after you. It, it's weird, but that's why it's fun. Um, that's why it's really fun. Also, kudos to Sam because he's put parameters around what we do as the Daisy Chain, both in color, in gravity, in the styles of beer that should allow for us to give it to the next person with the most viability, vitality, all that stuff to make a good beer. I can tell you, we could do some weird sh Let's just put it that way. But for the next guy, it would really suck. And so when we're designing these beers for the Daisy Chain, when you're thinking about supporting it, trying it, and you might say, hey, these are very similar from some perspectives, you're correct. That's because we're trying to do a large program, not a single one-off beer. If we were doing one-off beers, it'd be a different animal. Well, yeah, you'd uh, also, But we're not. Yeah, there's, there's not a lot of beers that are in there that, yeah, it's not the craziest thing we could do, but it's we're kind of playing within our wheelhouse within the ability to pass it on to somebody else. So, you know, part of that is Southern Star's contribution to this will probably always be low alcohol because that allows it to be passed on healthy yeast to the next brewery. Um, you know, when I build the when I build the infrastructure for it, if you're gonna make a super dry hop coconut <laughs> inoculated something, you're gonna get it last. You're not going to get. You're not gonna. You're that, not gonna be able to pass that, it on to not, anybody yeah, else. It's not gonna be very very good for the next brewer. So it, what I noticed is last year there were a whole lot of IPAs, blonde ales, pale ales. This year a lot of hazies. Um, which I think that's just kind of where the beer the market is, is, is yeah. moving. Um, but, you know, there's some there's some kind of out there beers that they were generally in the last round, just and they're free to do whatever they want to put. You know, whatever you want to put in the beer is fine. I want to, I want to see the creativity, but if you do something simple, that allows the other breweries to to harvest your yeast. So it's kind of a it's kind of the push and pull of being able to help the next brewer and showcasing what you can do. Yeah. So it's kind of a All right, well let's take a break. Playing within two. Yeah, uh, no, it's actually it's, it's it's really kind of cool that and Bob you you touched on it a whole lot in this segment uh, about the reasons like that that makes it cool. You know, cuz that was one of the questions that people asked me they're like but but why it's like all right and i'd start to explain it to them and uh it's just for some people it's not a big deal but for people that like this it's a really big deal yeah and yeah. so let's take a break we get back we'll talk about some of the beers that the breweries have made especially yeah, like the back view the beer that you guys made southern star that one and uh talk about some of the other ones we have on tap right now so the drink of ages be right back that time of year and if you're looking for somebody to take care of your taxes uh, especially your business taxes and you need to talk to my friend Sam Sabawi 
He not only takes care of payroll, your bookkeeping, but he will file all your business taxes. And if you ever get in trouble, that guy's going to be there in court with you to take care of any issues you have. Sam Sabawi, man, you need to check him out at samsabawi.com. He has locations in Houston, Pearland, and California. You just happen to be out there. But look up samsabawi.com and have him take care of your tax situation. Denman, your host, DJ Muscratch producer. Over here at Drink of Ages Pub, 1005 Wall Drive over Montrose. Drinking some really good beers with our friends from Southern Star. We have Sam Wright, and then from Back Pew, we have Bobby Harrell hanging out. Hello. And so and you can always find good beers at Drink of Ages. Just, it's not just tonight. I'm just saying. I just want to qualify we, that wait, at this all wasn't a times special occasion you can find beer? great beers at Drink of Ages, and you should always come. Yeah, 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 I, just, I just wanted to clarify. You made it sound kind right. of like just yes. tonight. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's not Any just that. We, really. we do. I do take pride in these menus that we have up here you you know, and the beers that we put on. And not only that, you know, it's one of the things that, that I talk about is is I want the beer to taste as good here as it does at the brewery. So we make sure that our lines are clean, our taps are clean, they're served properly, and. So when you guys that are making the beer come here and you drink your beer, you're like, yep, that's what it's supposed to taste like. And it, for those of you listening, the amount of care and the amount of value that has to us brewers is um, is really phenomenal. Because when you go, and I know most of you had it because as a brewer, I know I've had it in my own product. You go to a, not to, not to bash me, you go to a brick house. You go to this, that, the other, where we happen to be on the wall. And you say, great, I'm so glad they're there. And you order a blue test, and you order a Southern Star uh, Bombshell Blonde, and you go, that doesn't taste anything like I expected it to. That's what we're talking about, and that's what John, these guys, and you know your smaller bars, the people who really care about craft do, is to make sure you don't have that bad experience. It's not the keg. A lot of times the servers, the managers will tell you it's a bad keg. That's likely not the case. Look, Let, Sam and I wake up. Sometimes it is the keg. Sometimes, but we, we spend all of our time, we wake up in the middle of the night thinking about what we could do better. But a lot of times, it's really easy to get a funky line, and it's very hard to make sure you have good quality lines at all times versus making sure that stainless steel is clean in the keg. And so we appreciate that, John. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Well, drinking the Days of Chain beers right now that we've, you know, I've had a whole lot of them so far during this, uh, <laughs> during tonight. But um, how, many, how many breweries are on board with this project? Uh, my last count was 25. We had, um, I know you put together the the whole flow yeah, chart of it, chart. and I was kind of hesitant to tell you to pull the trigger on printing it because <laughs> I think there were like at least three changes, and I'm, I'm I can be a bit particular, and some of them, yeah, you know, I think uh, who was it? True Anomaly. They ended up picking up from a different brewery than. They were listed. I forget who they they got theirs from Holler. They were supposed to get it from someone else. I'm not sure. And, it, and that was just a the nature they got, of this project. Well, though. for them, yeah. it was their permit that they couldn't legally get it. Or no, I guess they had their permit. I don't know what happened. Anyway, it didn't work out for them. They figured out a different way. And that's kind of where you know, for me, I love planning <laughs> and. 
this project, one thing I love about it is it's all my planning, and then once I kind of release it to, you know, when Bobby gets the yeast, then it just kind of gets out there, and a lot of times it's better than what I ended up planning, because I remember last year there were some homebrew shops that wanted the yeast, and I basically told them, hey, I'm sorry, I hadn't planned for that. And then all of a sudden, every homebrew shop already had the yeast. So it, it, it just kind of worked itself out despite my best planning. And it worked out for the better. And that was, I don't know, and that, that's something else I, that year one really taught me was I can plan the hell out of something, but eventually, once people take it and kind of do it their own way, it's probably going to be better than the way just I predicted it would be. So, I have I I don't have a count of how many homebrewers are involved, but I know I actually this year I don't know how many homebrew shops have the yeast, but I'm pretty sure they figured out who if they want yeast, they know where to get it. So I'm pretty sure it's spread out in the homebrew community. So, so I think it's fair was, to say that normally you talk about six degrees of Kevin Bacon. This could be six degrees of like Frank Gallagher. Um, you know, like I think that's a fair assessment. Is that at some point you touched one of the brewers, whether you be a home brewer or a professional brewer? The other cool thing to highlight here is that there's at least 25 professional brewers interested in the program. And for the Houston area, while in some places you go like, oh, Denver's got more, oh, San Diego has more, we're a relatively un underserved market, which is super cool. But the fact that we have that many, you, know, you talk about. Southern well, that's Yankee. like you half, about, that's like half about, the breweries in Houston. You talk about four J's. You talk about a lot of the breweries. It's cool. Yeah, I know Jennifer four from Four J's just like came up, so I had to shout him out. But you know, they get interested. It's, it's very interesting and very cool that we have more breweries now than we had ever before. So people go, oh, there's got to be so many breweries. There's no way Houston could grow more. Keep in mind that the entire population of Oklahoma is roughly like what 3.1 million. Houston alone, documented, has about 2.2 million. So if you think about the number of beer drinkers and the amount of beer we drink in the Houston area alone, we are heavily underserved. So it's very, very cool that that many people say, you know what, I'm going to make a beer specific for this program, and I'm going to put it out, I'm going to market it, I'm going to sell it, and we're going to have a damn good time. So it's very, very cool. Not only that, it's um, it's just so it gives each brewery a unique opportunity to take the yeast and then create their own beer from it uh, and, and yeah. like, different styles because we have stouts. We have IPAs, we have hazy IPAs, we have a brown ale, we got blonde ale, a blonde ale with hibiscus and honey that Southern Yankee made, yep. and that's a completely that was a nice beer by the way. Very Southern nice Yankee beer. was yes. very nice. Yep, Good that's job, up there Sam. on the north side of town, 45, yeah, 1960. Super cool people if you've never been up there. I, I actually haven't been to the brew, which I feel terrible about, but uh, they're super cool folks. I hear they have really nice candles. I know nothing <laughs> about their candles, and I don't want to speak about their candles until I see them. Uh, it, it was you know, weird when the, the candles went round to square this year. I noticed. The square? Yeah. Uh, Maybe they had to change it, it up. It's a little unsettling to have edges. Yeah. It should be smooth. I, but, I feel. I think, but I'm biased. The the beer they made though, uh, yeah, the Blondel with hibiscus and honey. That that was really I had, tasty. I had that a couple of beers ago. That was really nice. And so Southern Star, you guys made a hazy IPA. We did make a hazy IPA. That was a, um, a collaborative recipe between our current head brewer, Taylor Gibson, and uh, former brewer, now 
hopefully about to open local group Huggy Bear James Wolf. Uh, they've kind of been working on a hazy IPA, hazy kind of sessionable IPA recipe, and we had been putting it through our tap room series up in the, our tap room where not every Thursday, but most Thursdays, there's somewhere between five and ten gallons of test brew that not quite ready for market, but it's just testing out recipes, see how they work, and then we kind of tweak them from there. So they had been spearheading that recipe to make it. Um, and the one I had in the tap room was, I think, phenomenal. And the beer that came out as Daisy Chain was, I think it it held up. It's a good beer. It's I like I'll, I'll promote my yeah, own product. Yeah, that's what I'm drinking right now. And awesome. it is, it is a really good beer. Uh, so deciding to make a hazy IPA first, uh, getting back to the yeast. I, I, I should say... It's, I think it's technically a New England IPA, not really a hazy, and I know there's, and I'm not really hip to the differences in that. Ours isn't, like, opaque. It doesn't look like carbonated, weird colored orange juice. It, like, it, you can see through it. Um, no, it, it's, it's more a, the flavors that we were going for rather than the clarity. Yeah, well, that that's the thing about that solid beer, the New England IPA, saying hazy IPA, but that's where uh, you go from the spectrum where it's like, well, it is, it is a little cloudy, but it's the hot profile and the the brewing, the, the the process to make the beer. Right. And so you can get a beer like yours, a beer like the one that Brock and uh, the St. Arnold and Brash did. Yeah, you know, they're they're yeah. New England IPA. All the way to the big hazy, eleven below. 11 below what they made, you know, where it is this big juicy, uh, softer mouthfeel, and uh, all the different characteristics that go with that style of IPA. Yeah, water chemistry has yeah. a lot to do with it. Um, you know, where you add the hops, how you add the hops. There's a, there's a lot of elements for sure. Hop selection, the varietals. Yeah, we we um, didn't do hop selection. This beer, everything was late kettle and dry hop. So there's Almost no bitterness in our beer. Yeah. Um, it's all just aroma and flavor, which. So that was, I mean, just interesting for you know, you're the one that started the whole. You're you're the top of the the food chain here, yeah. And so your yeast that you created your IPA with went down, and it went to Bobby Eleven Below, went to Backview Eleven Below, Buffalo and Buffalo Bayou. With a three. A three. And so, and then from that stage. It got weird. It got weird. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then it, yeah. Now, that, I, I know I gave it to Bobby. Usually that first, that first, or this, what we would call the second generation, those three that we you just listed, that's the second generation of yeast. That's generally real easy to figure out. Um, everything after that is, I try and take into account, you know, how much yeast somebody's going to need, location. So if I have somebody on the south side, try and get kind of a cluster there. Um, well, yeah, it, it gets weird after that. Yeah, because at that point, uh, to be fair, I cheated. I gotta admit, you cheated. It now. I, cheated. Uh, I cheated everybody. It was it was similar, but absolutely not similar to the new like uh, somebody paid five hundred thousand dollars to get their stupid kid in the college thing going on right now. Uh, basically, I was like, all right, how can I get Sam to give me yeast early? And I said, I know exactly how to give Sam to give me yeast early. So I flaunted to him a 
non-dry hop during fermentation, low ABV beer. I know, ladies. Keep those panties on. I know it's, it's difficult. too late, Bobby. It's too late. Wait, did I know. You dry hop it during late. fermentation? Huh? Did you dry I did hop not. It? That's the thing. That's why it was attractive to you. I I know your buttons, Sam. I know them. Don't, it, and, don't and, add and weird he, enzymes. He, don't dry hop. And he don't was make like, he was beer. like, I can't guarantee anything magically. I was on the top. I was on one of the one of the next three, and I was like, I knew it. I knew you'd pop his cherry, his his vi- his viability cherry. He knew I'd give him beautiful yeast to give to everybody else, so I cheated. Who, but it was who also did you give to. I went to Brazos Valley and I went to uh, uh, Copperhead. Copperhead. Okay. And so uh, no, but it was also a recipe I want to do for a long time. But uh, I have to admit that on the radio, I feel I feel cleaner saying it. I feel also dirtier saying it in front of Sam, because I, I I made I made myself his, but. You know, DJ Muskratch can edit that out. You, but uh, you made yourself eligible for I was, earlier it's, generation. It's like when it's like when uh, it's you like, know, like when a cow's in heat. It's like, hey, I'm over here. How about you take me? How about how about right now, big boy? And he did. <laughs> he did, and it was beautiful. And you can drink that beauty right now. Well, at drink of ages. And on, I will say, where, I remember last year. One thousand five Wall Drive. Exactly. Uh, Bobby, you impressed me because you wanted to be a part of it, and it didn't quite work into your production schedule. No. And you, I don't know who you got yeast from, but Lone you made Pine. like a who? Lone Pine. We did a kettle. We Lone did a Pine. kettle sour dry Irish stout. But it was like a 15 gallon, 30 yep. gallon, the 31 gallon. We did. You a only sold on site, so and that. That's a commitment. That's a commitment yes. that he didn't. He didn't have to use that yeast. He could have used another yeast, but that. That kind of showed me that, you know, Bobby makes damn good beer. Is damn okay? Damn's okay? All right. Um, I've got layers of cussing, so I, I'll stay on PG-13. Um, but, no, that, that was a commitment that I respected, and that kind of showed me the commitment you had to the project well, we so. understand the project so it was, it was different year one i really wanted to do something a little bit crazy and this year two i wanted to be part of more of the distribution of the yeast and so when you think about how to design that beer and what you want out of it it's not that one's better than the other it's just what you're brewing so last year dry i dry stout with a kettle soured based base that's very very different than a 4.5 percent heavily late edition dry hop or uh, hop beer uh, and so it, it really takes us different tolls. And so the, last year I wanted to do the crazy thing, so I was toward the end. Did it for Taproom only. This year I wanted to be part of the primary function of getting yeast to more breweries, so I changed the recipe. And so again, neither neither's better or worse. It's different. And so this year I wanted to be be out there in a bigger way in terms of, look, we did this awesome beer that we love anyway. Why don't we put it out there that way? Last year I was like, let's do something crazy. And it, it was, it's fun both ways, uh, you know. Good. As often it is, at least I'm told. Well, that, that's that's like the uniqueness of, of this whole project, you know, is being able to try so many different, so many different types of beers and different styles and stuff. Yeah, ABVs, absolutely. everything, but that has one similarity that started at one spot. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of beer, I'm out of beer again. I think we're going on faster. your birthday. What are you talking about? I know I should not be out of here. This is the but worst thing ever. It looks like that balloon. It's like your atmosphere is like deflated. that balloon. Yes, but I think that um, I think this next segment. I think the best approach is my friend JJ Justilian. 
for my birthday brought me a Pliny the Elder. Don't say younger. And uh, also uh, a blind pig. Elders. Oh, I've so, never had blind pig. I, I feel like, I like that uh, le- this last segment would be a good time to crack those open. Fantastic. I'll be unpopular and say, from my memory, I like blind pig better than Pliny the Elder. That's what everybody says. But Pliny the Elder is a damn good beer. Yeah, it is I mean, good. There's nothing wrong with if, if somebody says, I don't like Pliny, punch him in the face. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my policy. They're wrong. Yeah, yeah they're wrong. absolutely it's, wrong. Yeah, it's a wrong opinion. You should have some Michelob Ultra and just call it a day. <laughs> Go jog or something. All right, let's take a break. When we get back, we're going to drink some uh, some other beers and hang out with Southern Star Brewery and yeah. Back to Me Brewery. I'm here. Drinking pages. We'll be back. <laughs> If you guys need anything, like some shirts, some merch, some stickers, uh, from koozies to any of that stuff, whether you're a brewery, a distillery, or yeah, you just have a business you want to get started and get your brand out there, man, you need to talk to my buddy Rodney Campbell over at Cask Branding. He can take care of you with your glassware. Your, I mean, like I said, he makes all of our shirts here at Drink of Ages. He does a lot of stuff for a lot of people around Houston. So reach out for caskbranding.com, Rodney Campbell, and tell him that you heard on Drink of Ages, and, man, he'll take care of you. Here at Drink of Ages Pub, Sam Wright, Southern Star Brewery, Bobby Harrell, Backview Brewery. Yeah, we've been talking Daisy Chain, talking a whole lot of things, and uh, uh, it's such a really cool concept. And it's great to see so many breweries get behind it, and so much beer being produced. And uh, now we just cracked open a Pliny the Elder. So it's been a really fun show, guys. Pretty, pretty yeah. pleasant. What, what is, what is that, Lindley? Come on, what is that? Do you I mean, think Pliny the so Elder that, would be good at looks, repelling it is mosquitoes? Yeah, three thirteen at about ten twelve yeah. p.m. And I bet you it can would. look at, at Lindley Todd doing some. I'm just trying to tie uh, it back. That was really things. the. Oh, well, I, I came here for mosquito prevention. We learned was, a lot. If you have, if you missed the first segment, you can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company by going to drinkbages.com. And you will learn a lot about mosquito repellents. In the what first what I would like to ask, though, John, is given that it's your birthday, 
Uh, I would like to. I would like to do a little of uh, Drink of Ages trivia, as you were, or at least just like factoids. Oh man! So how long has Drink of Ages been been around? Drink of Ages has been around for two, almost three years, as it as it looks right now. Well, the, the, Wait, the, the pub, pub? But oh, I'm oh, the radio, about radio show, oh, radio show, over six years. Which is pretty okay. fantastic. Yes. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just I'm, saying, no, we're going to talk about some accolades that show. both Drink of Ages a la John Tinman have, have approached. Yeah, we started. Because so, yeah, the first show we ever did was in a small honky tonk uh, where you had a nice little room there to do that. And uh, it was a little awkward. Like a real, but, you know, yeah. It was in a fact, studio. it was radio time because it was uh, there was a radio committee renting out the place at the time. It was the only keg I ever sold in that place. Probably still there. Uh, I need to go get it. But and DJ Muskrat's lost a shit. My keg is probably still sitting somewhere in that cage. But so, so it's been six and a half years. Six, uh, just over six years of uh, Drinking Vegas Radio. And when we started, when we started doing the show, it, it was there was very few breweries to really pick from. Very so few. Southern Star was on a whole lot back in those days. And, and we had you know, St. Arnold, <laughs> Carbock, Buffalo Bayou. At least we had Fort Bend. No, we, we definitely had Fort Bend on at Excellent. the time. Excellent. And then we, we we had like Adam Avery, yeah, you know, was on the show. We had, uh, oh man, we had it was so many different people back then that were just coming to Houston. The artists were very cool though. I mean, in terms of like you had you had that talent that was inherent. A lot of really had, good music. You know. Yes, a lot of really good music. We kind of went away from that a little bit, but I miss those days. And well, it's different. It depends on the week. You know, it depends right? on like the week. The but dead it's rabbits just, come in. It's just a little different now having the pub because uh, we. You know, when we do the show, it's by the time we get done and we've had so many beers, the band usually <laughs> has had more beers than we've had. And so by the time they start playing around 11 o'clock at night, it's just like it just turns into a, a big hot mess. So I was, gotta, uh, sorry. No, you're right. I, I remember the le- I was, all right. So I've got a two and a half year old and a. Almost two month old at home, and the last time I was on this show, I didn't have any kids. So, last time I was on this show, I think I was told to be here for an eight o'clock, and that was here at the pub, though. No, 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 that was that Firehouse Saloon. Okay. So, that went on, and I I can't remember the band, but I was like, I don't have anything else to do. My wife's already asleep. And yeah, that band was plowed, but they were really good. I, and I wish I could plug them, but I don't know who they were. Anyway, you know those days of Firehouse. uh, We talk about those interesting days. Yeah, they were very interesting days and very blurry. Yeah, (laughs) I I I realized. Well, we had to drink pretty much. I I don't know if this is your intention, but I figured part of the delayed uh, mic time was. I'd get there, you know, I was told to be there at 7, 7.30, whatever. I'd have a beer. I'd have a beer. And then I was supposed to go on and then... have another beer. Well, then I'd have another beer and... I will will admit, currently, I appreciate the, let's call it flexibility in the current Drink of Ages uh, radio-based recording sessions. John knows my schedule is uh, in no way, shape, or form... Solid. Let's just say that. And so the fact that we can be a little amorphous in our recording is highly beneficial to me. So thank you, John. Well, as you see how we operate here at Drinking Bages Pub, um, 
getting started on time is not always the easiest thing. Yeah, we're too busy having fun, but th- th- it's not that radio show is not. It has, it has nothing to do with that. Just so we, just so we let our, our our listeners know, we have a hell of a good time recording the show. The problem is when we decide to hit the record button, and there is all kinds of one day B footage will come out. One day, it will happen on like the predecessor to Netflix. Um, because at that point, everybody's going to be like, oh, those weren't bad words, but we'll be like, well, they were at the time. Um, and, and nobody wants to hear about that. We'll be like, well, nobody did at the time. And then the, the DJ Muskrat's going to put this awesome video together, and he's going to be like, well, not video, but like audio-based video together. be like, here's some silly things that happened. Um, but you know, it really is interesting how it has evolved. Thank you, Sam. Uh, you finisher? Pliny. Well, one thing that, that we can honestly say uh, about this show compared to... A lot of other shows is there are a tremendous amount of beers drank during the show. We we're not shy. We're, we're not, not shy, shy about this with, with, the, with the beer. Man, why should you be? It's drink of ages. I mean, like I, I see if this is all backwards. Badass beers for here and badass beers to go. And I'm pretty sure that's basically what we live. Well, to me, it's just you know the way that I want to do the show is I'm just hanging out with my friends and we're all just sitting around drinking beer. And that's exactly what, well, what happens. It, but I mean, you think about it, John. I mean, you're you're one of the last re- re- resounding punk uh, epicenters of the world. I mean, you have the Dead Rabbits here. I mean, which is fantastic because the Celtic punk thing. I mean, yeah, Dropkick Murphys, those guys, those guys hold it out. But in Houston, how how often do you see that? And it's amazing that it's there because us old punk lovers don't get to see that anymore. Hell, I mean, most of us, like, sort of, we, we, like, had to diversify between, like, ska and kind of metal, and then we just kind of ended up there. But it's amazing to actually see punk again. So that's pretty fantastic. And you make that happen. You facilitate it. So cheers to John Denman on the mic. Happy Here, birthday, everybody John. Everybody come into the mic. Lindley, come on. Mike, we're going to mic. Happy birthday, John. We're going to cheers. Come on, everybody. Happy birthday, John. We need to clink. No, we need to clink. Everybody clink all at one time. Clink around. Clink around him. Make you it all, clinky. You all really know how to make a girl blush. So, thank you very much. Uh, it's been a whole lot of fun. Now we're drinking a little blind pig, and this is how we're going to finish the show with it? a good little pour of some blind the show pig. By popping some balloons that have confetti in them to make Austin angry. <laughs> you want to see him get mad? Yeah. <laughs> make a mess. <laughs> but no, appreciate you guys coming by, you, hanging out, drink of ages. Daisy Chain beers, you'll see them around town over the next few months. And right now, right now we have six of them on tap here at Drink of Ages, with several more coming out next week. And uh, all over, all over town and at the breweries, you'll be able to find some of the Daisy Chain beers. So get out there, sample some, try some. Check out the. Uh, there's a Facebook. What is the name of the Facebook page? It Houston is Houston Daisy Chain Experiment. Experiment yes. Yeah, so if you hear this, like that page. Uh, there should be events being posted on that to see what's going on around town in your area. The You area can find the, the events that, that, uh, that the bars are putting on, that the breweries are putting on. And, yeah, Houston Daisy Chain Exp- Experiment. Experiment, yes. Yeah. I created it, and I don't even remember. I know. No, I, I look at it a lot, and I... I'm still not sure, but it, you got it right. Houston Daisy Chain Experiment. There it is. Uh, but no, appreciate you guys coming and hanging out. Very good beers that both of you guys are making, uh, and man, just just becoming 
just the staples around not only Houston but Texas. So, Back Pew Brewery, Bobby Harlem. Thank you, Sam John. Wright, Thank you for having Southern us. Star Brewery. Appreciate it, bud. Happy birthday again, buddy. Yeah, Thank you very birthday. much. All right, well, listen to any of the old shows. Like I said earlier, sponsored by No Label Brewing Company by going to drinkofages.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and various other places on the internets. But I hope everybody has a great weekend. Everybody be safe. Go Rockets. Uh, Astro season opener. Soon. It's going to be fun. Come visit us yep. at Drink of Ages Pub at 1005 Wall Drive. All right, everybody be safe out there and talk to everyone next week.